0: Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives.
1: Hi, this is CME on ReachMD, and I'm Dr. Atusa Rabi. Here with me today is Dr. Chris Cowley. We're going to be discussing the results of P4 clinical trials and how they impact PVC treatment. Dr. Cowley,
2: Thank you, Atusa. So we have a number of different therapies that are in development right now and several therapies that have already been used for many years without FDA approval. So let me start by the PPAR agonists that are specifically in clinical trials. So Celadelpar is a PPAR delta agonist. This was studied in two clinical trials. The first was the enhanced trial, which was a phase three trial, which was stopped after three months due to some concerns about liver safety that turned out to be not an issue subsequently. And in that study, 78% of patients actually achieved the so-called POIS criteria named for the POIS original albedicolic acid trial. And that is achieving an alkaline phosphatase less than 1.67 times upper limit of normal, along with maintaining a normal bilirubin with at least a 15% reduction. The response trial was the phase three trial that was completed and just presented as a late breaker at ASLD. And in this study, 61% of patients treated with celadelpar compared to 20% of patients treated with placebo actually achieved the same response. What's attractive about celadelpar is that both in enhanced and in response, in patients who had moderate to severe paritis, there was also a significant improvement in paritis in addition to achieving the biochemical response. So celadelpar, very promising, successful phase 3 trial. Saroglitazar is a PPAR-alpha-gamma dual agonist. And this is now in phase 2 trials, and a phase 2b-slash-3 trial is currently underway. And saroglitazar also has shown very high rates of uh, biochemical response, and in fact, some of the higher rates of alkaline phosphatase normalization we've seen thus far. Elafibranor is a PPAR-alpha-delta dual agonist, and a phase 2 trial showed similar promising results. And a phase three trial called ELATIV that I had the opportunity to be first author of a New England Journal paper that is just out, examined elafibranor compared to placebo. And again, with the same goal of alkaline phosphatase, 1.67 times upper limit of normal or lower, 15% reduction and bilirubin normal. And here we saw a response of 47% difference between placebo and treatment arm with a 51% versus a 4% difference in treatment versus placebo, achieving the biochemical response. Elifibronor did not meet the pre-specified exploratory endpoint of improvement in itching in those who had a score of greater than 4, but showed a trend towards improvement in other measures of quality of life and itching. So we now have two phase 3 trials with both a PPAR-alpha-delta dual agonist and a PPAR-Delta agonist that have achieved their results and shown promising outcomes without a unfavorable effect on paritis. So I think we are excited about these agents potentially being available in the clinic. There are other fibrates, phenofibrate, pemafibrate, and bezofibrate that have also been studied. Most of the data exists with bezafibrate. This is, some people call it a pan-PPAR agonist. And the most robust data come from Japan, where a hazard ratio of 0.3 plus, so a 70% risk reduction of liver-related serious adverse events, such as liver transplantation or death, was shown in a large Japanese database. A trial in Europe also showed a very high rates of alkaline phosphatase normalization, although in this study, patients started off with lower levels of ALKFOS than what we saw with the Celedelpar in trials. So bezofibrate, another very promising agent, and being used off-label in Canada
1: and Europe. To me, one of the important takeaways is that we are now being able to have agents that not only control the biochemical response, but also affect patient symptoms such as pruritus. Thank you for those insights, Dr. Cowley, and thank you to our listeners. I hope you learned something today.
0: You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is provided by Prova Education and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash Prova. Thank you for listening.